0: Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi, everyone. It's Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies here. Also, Rebel Health Radio and now MyEmotionalAudit.com, which are the three strings to my bow, which all involve helping people to recover from trauma related stress conditions like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia long covid and all sorts of um, long-term chronic conditions that believe it or not relate to unprocessed emotions emotions are not just a mental construct they actually change your physiology and i've done a lot of videos about this a lot of audios and podcasts and so on so i'm not going to go over that particular one here but i i will put it in the link The important thing I wanted to talk to you about today was uh, the role of anxiety in what's going on in our current scenario, in our battle against a virus, which has obviously overturned many of the understandings and freedoms that we previously took for granted. And I wanted to um, introduce the idea of, I guess, what happens to populations, not just individuals, when you're in a time of trauma, when when the whole society is traumatized, particularly if you've had previous trauma that's been unresolved, so childhood trauma, and we have many of our leaders in that situation, you know, have come from childhoods where their emotional um, their emotional life has not been supported their emotional health is not very great their EQ if you like their emotional quotient rather than their intelligence quotient is not very high and and that is all to do I believe with the inability to kind of process emotions to actually increase your resilience to emotional overwhelm and because I've been working in this field for a number of years now with people in those states i kind of know what i'm looking for but what i wasn't aware of i guess until very recently watching a, a really enlightening podcast which again i'll i'll put in the links here because i thought it was so very very cogent and also um, some oh, something that i hadn't sort of put two and two together which was how populations who are in these anxiety states tend to look for very simple focused solutions that appear to assuage the anxiety, appear to answer the problem and this is called a mass formation and it's kind of like groupthink. Um, um, George Orwell famously titled it groupthink And I guess that's where we are right now in a new time of everybody having to conform to a certain narrative and those who don't, myself included, um, finding themselves isolated, alienated and attacked for this, when in fact the science is very much on our side. And um, without going into the full detail here, because I've done that in other places, the, the battle we're currently engaged in is an unwinnable war and it's coming about really because our culture is desperately unhealthy and in fact um, what I learned by watching this podcast about the nature of a mass formation is that there are four uh, predicators if you like that allow these states to form in a population and the first one is a sense of disconnect, a sense of disconnect from others, from community. And of course, we've been seeing that over the years, gradually as our lives have become more stressful, more individualized, and less community based. You know, the loss of community interactions, um, the loss of perhaps a spiritual connection with other people. Um, but gradually, those things have been being eroded. As we focus more and more on competition and consumerist uh, buying, you know, to to actually achieve certain states of being, you know, where we have more money than other people or we have more power than other people. It's all about competition and not about cooperation. And so we are seeing huge amounts of disconnect in the population. And this is kind of setting us up for, for this time that we're in. The other thing that happens is a lack of meaning, a lack of meaning, particularly meaning making. So making meaning of who you are, what you do, particularly in your field of uh, employment, the kind of job you do, your role in your family or in society. You know, a a feeling that nothing is very meaningful. And um, I think we're seeing huge rise in that as well. And of course, that's very linked to the lack of connection, the lack of community we are designed to connect with others we are psychosocial beings i've talked a lot about that before and so it's no surprise to me that um, the lack of meaning in people's lives also makes them more susceptible to what's going on and the third um predicator is really a free-flowing anxiety and so this is where anxiety comes in now anxiety is usually obvious but it may not be i mean um when you have a panic attack that's a very obvious form of anxiety but with free-floating anxiety or generalized anxiety that just basically means it has nothing specific to attach to you know if if okay if you were um in danger of losing your job or you had um something really stressful coming up you'd expect to feel anxious and that's more a regular form of anxiety and it's actually normal and it's natural but if you feel anxious all the time for no specific reason, then we, we tend to either re- regard this as a generalised anxiety disorder or, or what I just called a free-floating anxiety. And many people are living in these states 24-7. They even go to sleep anxious and they wake anxious. And certainly I've had that in my life and not really understood it. But it's related to unprocessed emotions, of course. Um, anxiety is the steam if you like that that's escaping from the bubbling pot of all your unprocessed emotions and so anxiety is another predicator of these kinds of um, easy solutions and this narrow focus that we're seeing in society that's so polarized us uh, and the fourth predicator is a, real, a really important one is it relates to undischarged emotions particularly of anger and aggression, and that, as you can probably imagine, is driving a lot of this, um, the the polarisation, but also the anger towards people who don't agree with you. And, you know, we're seeing families torn apart, we're seeing couples torn apart, we're seeing certainly our communities torn apart by the idea that you're either in the groupthink or you are alienated and outside um, and the group think right now says that we have to continue down this path of attacking a virus um, to keep us safe uh, in order to avoid excess deaths. Uh, but it doesn't look, of course, at the broader picture, which is the excess deaths that are happening precisely because of our focus on one thing and all the other treatments that are not going on. And also all the, the deaths that are going on through poverty, through pollution, pollution. Um, through starvation, which are happening in vastly huge numbers compared to those which we are being forced to focus on of the one particular virus that we're all looking at at the moment. Um, And so the risks have been vastly overestimated and it's completely out of proportion to what's actually going on. Even even in our health system, um, you know, when you look at the figures, Uh, It has been recently acknowledged that uh, 94 percent, this is in America, the CDC have acknowledged this, that 94 percent of so-called COVID deaths are actually unrelated to COVID. And, you know, only six percent. I dare say that's probably a similar uh, rate in the UK. And in fact, notice very carefully that we're not saying people who died of COVID, we're saying who died within a month. Of a COVID diagnosis and of course there's the whole issue of diagnosis. Diagnosis is being done largely on a test that was never designed for that purpose and actually uh, measures exposure. It doesn't ever measure active infection and so we are overestimating hugely not only the cases but then we're designing public policy around that forcing people into more and more isolation which drives more and more disconnect which drives a lower immunity and of course a narrower and narrower and narrower focus on the way out which has to be via the prescribed process that governments and institutions are falling behind because precisely they are traumatized too and so we look to our, our leaders to lead us with, you know, a reasoned judgment, uh, with uh, maybe considering all the options, looking at a broader raft of statistics than the ones we're being presented with. And they are failing us hugely. And all we are getting is fear and um, a, a public policy that drives this narrow approach to reducing and conquering this pandemic. And it's driving huge amounts of mental illness and disconnect and it's just a juggernaut that no one seems to be able to stop and so um, I have been speaking about this for a long time Uh, I'm a former scientist myself I do appreciate not everyone will agree with me listening to this but noticing that we are not allowing discourse we're not allowing Uh, voices that disagree and we're polarizing them instead into pro and anti camps which is the way that totalitarian governments polarize people before they instigate their final kind of control and so i think it's no surprise actually that we're in the early you know 2020s here and a hundred years ago a similar thing was happening in central europe in italy uh in russia And, of course, in Nazi Germany, eventually, how you control a population via fear, via making a simple target. In this case, it's a virus in the 1920s and 30s. It was the Jews in Nazi Germany. And we are seeing a very similar kind of feeling in, in, I think, in our communities, where you're either for the narrative or you are against and you are outcast. And I think this is very dangerous times. And I just wanted to say that um, there are solutions to this, solutions that involve, first of all, coming into connection with your own emotional life and noticing how um, anxious or disconnected you are and learning to make connections with other people who help you to feel grounded and even if you don't agree with them, learning that we're all in this world, we're all in this life together at this point in time, and we do need to cooperate with each other in ways that are compassionate and loving. And we need to teach our children these, as these ideas as well, instead of making them into uh, machines for kind of factory fodder, if you like. So I, I have a great deal of disquiet um, about how we're moving forward, but I also have an awful lot of hope. And I refuse to follow the the fear line, at least most of the time I do. Some days I do struggle with that and I'll be honest, but I refuse um, publicly to follow the fear line. And I see a lot of people joining together and finding new ways to create community links to take charge of their uh, well-being and their health and their financial health and um, taking away power from the people who would wrest it from us have have no doubt about that The, the people in power will not relinquish their power easily the only way we can do this is by joining together as individuals and speaking out and that's what i'm doing anyway um i'll be posting the links below to the the original podcast that i viewed and so changed my view of the importance of dealing with your emotional health when you are trying to uh, create a good life. But um, that's all for now. Take care, everybody. And please do subscribe. See you soon. Bye. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.